are now listening to What's up, War Report family? We are back with another great edition of the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report. Joining me, as always on Wednesdays, is Brandy Mack and Auburn Memes. Guys, Sonny D and the Auburn Tigers gave Oregon State the D this weekend. And by D, I mean defense and defeats. Uh, they defeated the Oregon State uh, Beavers uh, to advance out of Corvallis and head to Omaha. Uh, for their second College World Series in the last three years. Uh, A lot of significant things happened this weekend. We're going to get into it. But first, a word from our sponsors. Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, Not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit ChillBoys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. All right, guys. Oregon State fans were supremely confident uh, that they were going to get a W this weekend. They got one W. We allowed them one. We allowed the peasants one W and then closed them out. Uh, let's, let's, I want to start the conversation talking about uh, the significance of this victory for Auburn baseball and what it means to make it to Omaha. You know, uh, it's kind of like the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight of, uh, of college baseball. And advancing out of the first few rounds, especially when you're not a super high seed is impressive. How, how do we feel about uh, Auburn advancing to Omaha? I mean, it, I feel great. It's huge for the program, uh, huge for Auburn athletics. It's the second time it's happened in the last three years. Cause we went in 2019 and I think it just speaks to how great of a coach Butch Thompson is. Um, the program is in great hands and Tim Hudson, Gabe Gross, in pitching and batting standpoints too. So I think it's awesome and it's huge. So mm, memes, how are we feeling, man? I, I know we, we, you and I did a Twitter space right after the victory. Um, I didn't see, I just, I saw like one Arkansas fan in there, but Oregon state guys were commiserating someplace else. How do we feel after the victory? Man, it's a, uh, Whew. Uh, we jumped on that Twitter space real fast, Mike. You know how that was. And the second that game was over, we had to rally up the troops. We uh, so I, Twitter's actually given us analytics of those things now. Hmm. I mean, I can't even keep up with this technology. This is post. This is a post Elon era of Twitter. Uh, let me scroll through um, the just copious amounts of memes I've got here to see our final number of what we racked up. Uh, we just had we had just under eighteen hundred people tune in throughout the night of that Twitter space. Ooh. So. You know, we got a few ears there, and it was just Auburn's head in Omaha. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing aside from just exactly what was going on. People were hyped. I was hype. I was yelling, and I, I'm gonna be, I'm be honest. I was getting really nervous toward the end. There, I said, "Man, this the most job thing in the world to do would be just getting this right down to the ninth and just losing it on just some heartbreaking fashion." So. I'm glad we did the second most job of thing ever and just win the game with like what three hits total. So yeah. You know, it's just at least on the threshold of Java, we we were on the the good side. But man, it was it was awesome. And what this means for Auburn, 
it's just one more step closer to just solidifying our stance of being in everything school. And I think that just goes across the board and with the era of NIL and just what this means for just getting more attention on Auburn and then more attention on a broad uh, spectrum of Auburn athletes with some of the disadvantages that learned about light a lot last night with the scholarships of baseball. I didn't realize yeah. there were some weird quirky things with 11.7 scholarships is all every program gets and they can split those scholarships, how they feel they see fit. So a lot of our guys aren't even on full scholarships. Yeah. So I, I, I dug that, uh, I even got that dug a little deeper because there were some other little quirks or people were talking about last night and I just could not figure out what in the world was going on. And this is, um, I finally got a unanimous or a good synopsis of the situation. I even uh, posted around asking some other people smarter than me. And it really seems like there's a lot of confusion around baseball scholarships compared to that of other sports, which I just had no idea that was even a thing. But anyway, just really brief nutshell. What this guy was saying was yes, the 11.7, but other States that have uh, lottery money specifically, or, uh, they do some other things. They have uh, some other legislation to where they can get some stuff passed in there that allows some of that scholarship money that these baseball teams can't give out due to NCAA rules to sort of overlap. And I didn't understand for a while, but yeah, that's a um, that was a disadvantage the state of Alabama has. Obviously, Auburn being the state of Alabama, and somebody had also said on that, and like I said, I haven't fact checked this, but just take it with a grain of salt. But apparently, Mississippi has some type of legislation that out-of-state baseball players can pay in-state tuition so it does not appear alabama has laws like that so as far as baseball goes and that's really why the state as a whole has been a disadvantage because they've just got a few things going against them there like i said all stuff i learned last night tune into the twitter space is very educational and uh you got teams like vandy that since they're private can just basically do kind of whatever they want those scholarships so with all that being factored against Auburn too, which is not having some of the benefits some of these other schools do. I mean, this is a huge momentum builder. And then obviously with an age of NIL, that stuff shouldn't really be much of a factor anymore, especially if these guys can like, Hey, we can develop you. We can take you to the next level. You can compete at the highest of stages in the college world and you can get some money and just have the whole Auburn experience. I mean, it's really just a, a trifecta. And then I guess it wouldn't really be, you know, me being on here, if we didn't mention that, uh, it's been since 1999 that Alabama has made a World Series appearance. So <laughs> I always got to throw some shade at Bama. I mean, yeah, it would be a poverty program. I mean, oof, yeah, that's oh, got that's got to really stink. Well, but they, uh, well, look, yeah, they dude, were talking a lot of smack last weekend. So you know, we got to throw that in there, Mike. Yeah, listen, um, they were definitely on the sidelines. Auburn is putting teams on the sidelines in this tournament. I hope we uh, see them put a few more on the sidelines, but you mentioned that we won a game with only three hits. Now in the post game presser, I talked to uh, ask a question about the significance of winning a game like this. Brandy statistically, um, Auburn Barstool was, was on the Twitter space and he said, he's challenging you for your st statistical crown. Now he said that, it was only a 25% chance that Auburn could have won a game like that with uh, three hits to five. What say you? I don't know the statistics on that, okay. but I'll challenge him and say Auburn won the Friday night game or the first game, the Saturday night game in the Super Regional. Oregon State won 
the Sunday night game, and they say there's an 80% chance of a team winning a Super Regional when they win the first game of that Super Ooh. Regional series. Okay. So while statistically maybe with the hits, there was a 25% chance of us winning that game, we already had the 80% chance on our side of us winning that game because we've won the first game in the Super Regional, and it's extremely hard, only 20% chance that a team can beat another team back-to-back, basically, two games in a row. So, Well, speaking of those hits, three hits. One of them was a two-run blast by Sonny D. And on what looked like a pitch that he really reached for, it didn't look like a great hit. And then the ball just kept carrying, and then it cleared the yard. And that turned out to be a very pivotal hit for Auburn you know, on – uh, a night where the bats weren't really swinging. And it seemed like this is something we talked about on the space last night. It seemed like our guys were just standing there staring at strikes right over the plate. A lot of, a lot of the series, honestly. Yeah. Now I yeah. asked, I asked Bush Thompson about it. He gave a lot of credit to uh, Oregon state's pitching for that. But what do we think about our guys just not swinging at pitches? Is it, just them being overly patient or did we miss some opportunities there? I think maybe towards the end of the game, we might've missed some opportunities, but like we had talked about last week on the podcast, that's Oregon state's strength. They had one of the best pitching staffs in the country. And so I think one, we probably missed some opportunities towards the end of the game on uh, Monday night. But other than that, I, I think that we, I think we hit them as best as we could have. Um, and also on the, in the Monday night game, we played small ball, which is really what won us the game. So, yes, Sonny D hit that awesome two-run home run. That was just a rocket launch ball like he always does. But then in the um, sixth inning, we did the safety squeeze. And that's what wins baseball games, fundamentals and small ball. So mm. if you can find a way to manufacture a run, then you can win a baseball game. And that's exactly what happened in that sixth inning on Monday night. Mm, so Mike, listen. Mike, Mike, I got to give you a shout-out real quick. Okay. Go fast. I'm not space last night because I know you didn't mention that in the story, and it is actually the most important part of that story, and the listeners need to know if they were not there. When Barstool jumped in and he started dropping those facts, yeah, you know, this to school Auburn, this and that, I mean, the second he stopped speaking for Pauls, Mike goes in there, yeah, Brandy would have known that. <laughs> the the incredible moment of the night so i just had to let everybody know who wasn't there you i really had no beef with barstool no, like, it was not no a beef, beef, you know, it wasn't yeah. a beef moment it was just but, a, it was a brandy praise brandy moment sure. but it, it was just an awesome little ad in there of like yeah brandy would have known that oh, yeah that was a big part of the night i just had to let no him. no beef with him uh but also no love for him either so if you're gonna come for my girl brandy max crown you better be ready to defend it on the Twitter spaces. Um, so he, I mean, he had some interesting <laughs> things to say, but I, I just, I really felt like uh, this series was about taking advantage of opportunities, very timely opportunities. Uh, so, you know, the score, the score by Sonny D uh, not leaving runners stranded in the mid innings, getting those extra couple of runs, playing smart baseball. We had some flyouts that, that, that brought home runs. Um, and, I thought they did a really, really, really good job. Now, Bush Thompson mentioned that you can't be one-dimensional and win a championship. So you got to be multidimensional. you got to be able to win different types of games. In the first three games, Auburn scored 51 runs. We scored 
significantly less than that <laughs> the last three games, uh, but came away with the victory. So uh, I thought it was a great night for Auburn. Um, a lot of great things happening, uh, mostly Oregon State tears. Now, there were a lot of storylines to this this series. Uh, we Auburn makes a trip out west to Corvallis. Um, there's not a team hotel available within an hour of uh, Corvallis. Now, it, that sounds more nefarious than it actually is in actuality. Now, I know I understand they had like a track and field championship. They had a couple of graduations. Yeah. And if you've ever come to Auburn, it's not like we have a plethora of options in terms of hotel stay either. Like you're probably getting an Airbnb if you're coming to Auburn on the game day uh, or you're paying out the wazoo for one of the few hotels in the area. You're staying in Montgomery or Columbus or Phoenix City or maybe you can find something in Opelika. I guess the point is there's not a ton of places to stay. I understand Corvallis may have a similar uh, uh, deal, but how big was it? How big do we think it was that, you know, as the away team with probably more disadvantages than a normal away team, they were able to come away uh, two games to one in this series, staying an hour away. I mean, it's underrated. I think I think having to sit on a bus and drive and like, you know, there's no comfortable guys. I've been to Eugene and and, you know, the, the, the ride between Eugene and Corvallis and all these little podunk towns, they're not fun at all. At all. Yeah, so. I, I think that was pretty big on top of already having to travel from Auburn all the way to Corvallis, a two hour time difference mm. um, from the time zone that they're used to. So just being on the road already in general puts us at a disadvantage. And then on top of that, we're staying an hour away and have to get bus to um, the facilities there. Yeah, I think that speaks a lot to kind of the, the mental grind that the team had to go through as well as a physical grind outside of just being on the field. So I think that speaks a lot to the team and kind of how Butch has prepared them. The time yeah. zone jump as well. I mean, it's two hours behind them. I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah. Granted, like, I know they didn't have it as tough as me because, like, I'm sitting there like, I'm having to watch this game at 9 p.m. And, you know, I'm on Twitter having to tweet and deal with fans. Like, you know, I did have a hard job, but they also had a hard job, too. Because, I mean, that that jet lag and time shift, that's, that's on them as well. So, like, and having that hour-long bus ride, and they're playing on turf. I mean, there's just a lot of weird weird things going on. And then um, – Was that a turf field? A turf yeah, field. It's oh, a wow. turf field. Mm, yeah, there's this little mini turf field over there. And, and then it, it, I think – it played to Auburn's advantage, but when the sun, cause you know, I had all these 9 PM central time, uh, start offs here last night, you know, they jumped it to, was it six or six 30? I think it was six 30, seven, Eastern six 30. Yeah. Six 30 yeah. central and whatever that was on left coast time. But as what was it, maybe the, the eighth inning, the seventh inning, somewhere in there, when you got that nice little sun, sh- sun cast of the shadow to where you had the batters in the sh- the shade, and then you had the pitchers in the sun, and that ball's changing color mid pitch. You could tell that threw a lot of the guys off on both teams. Luckily, their victors go the spoils because Auburn happened to be up at that time period, and we started seeing a lot more strikes from both teams. And just you could tell that was messing with the batters. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court, and now more than ever in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. 
Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Yeah. So, yeah, pit- I mean. Pitching was at a premium. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of pitching great in that pitch. game. Yeah, it was great pitching, I think, on both sides. I Guys, as, admittedly, as somebody who is not a huge baseball fan, like I watched a lot of Braves growing up. But, you know, after I got to Auburn my freshman year, I pretty much just stopped watching baseball and exclusively watched football. And uh, we didn't have a whole lot of reason to watch basketball back then. But I tickled by how quickly Tim Hudson will pull a pitcher when it starts going south. Like, at the, it feels like at the first sign of trouble, he's like, ah, oh, it's just not going well. I got to get somebody else in here. Yeah, Gonzo and- hit those airs, and he was – on it gone <laughs> just like that i mean yeah. with the quickness so uh but they have the guys to turn to in the bullpen you know they having the guys to turn to that can come in and understand their roles and say hey it's my job uh you know to keep my pitch count low get through a couple of innings and hand it off to burke halter and he comes in and he closes it out uh, what a masterful last three innings by burke halter it was in, it was incredible. Now, Brandy, you mentioned it before we started recording. He retired how many straight batters to start? Um, Burkhalter on Monday retired eight straight batters to win us that game. Wow. Um, yeah, and I think honestly, the bullpen in the Saturday night game in that first game was incredible too. I, I want to harp on that. They only gave up one earned run in a lot of innings basically basically trace bright on saturday only pitched 0.2 innings he gave up four earned runs final score was seven to five our bullpen gave up one earned run Mm. which was in the in the ninth inning um and yeah like that i mean that's that's pretty insane to basically go almost a complete game without giving up um as a bullpen only one earned run like that's incredible um, so I, I want to go ahead and just put this out there. Like the MVPs of this weekend was okay. the Auburn bullpen and specifically Carson Skipper and Burkhalter. They okay. were just amazing. All right. Yeah. Listen, uh, speaking of MVPs, um, who do we feel like was the best player in this series? Both teams included, like between both teams, who was the best player in these three games? You only get one. All right, means you take uh, this one first. I want to see what you say first. Oh, man, oh man. You know it was herpy. <laughs> yeah, so that guy was absolutely terrifying out there. And I, I kind of felt like they pulled him a little soon a little sooner. Uh not to steal any thunder. We got some conspiracy theories on that coming up. Mm-hmm. We'll just uh, let the listeners uh, be on the edge of their seats till we get to that. But I mean, it, it may just it, you know, I, I'm gonna go with the homer take here solely based upon a game is one with points and scores. And you got to look, you got to look at Sonny and he struggled. He struggled on Sunday night. They found something in the pitching to really get him off. And you could tell he was just playing hero ball out there and just swinging for the fence and really trying to put it all on his shoulders. And you could tell he was visibly frustrated a few of those hits, but Mm. let's be real Saturday night. He came out, got that Homer Got his points on the board. If that hadn't happened, wouldn't have had enough to win. And got us on the board again Monday night, doing the same thing there. Get that third inning homer at the beginning of the game to get points and get everybody going. At the end of the day, if it was not for those points that he put on the board, literally on his back. And then also last night, too, just 
the intimidation of knowing what he can do and just having him get walked, which in turn led to the final two runs of the game to get Auburn the two extra points they needed to win the thing. You don't win. So it's true. Very true. It's just it didn't take it didn't take much. It wasn't this real flashy performance, but in a game that was very scarce with hitting, with the exception of a little bit on Saturday night, the few that we got were just topical enough to kind of push it all over. Was it MVP performance? What you would think of? Is it going to be on the Sports Center highlight reel? Probably not. But with those two things, or with those two home runs specifically, that's what it really took to get us over the edge. So I think you got to really give it, give it to the guy who got us the points to win. Yeah, I would also add because Brandy noted that pitching. Our last part, she she noted that pitching was Oregon State strength. Um, for him that even solidified in my mind that he was the MVP of the series because getting scoring those runs against quality pitching again, Thompson noted in the post-game presser, he gave them a lot of credit. Uh, Now I feel like our pitching staff was nothing to sneeze at either. Uh, But uh, it was, if we were going strength on strength, Auburn definitely won that matchup uh, in a creative kind of way, because it wasn't about volume. It was just about, opportunity and in quality hits that they got at timely moments. Um, The broadcast, I've learned a lot guys about watching college baseball, mostly that the production is awful. Yeah. It wasn't the the cameraman. It wasn't the cameraman. They were not MVPs. Oh my goodness. Uh, During the game, they did a whole interview during a half inning. Like the inning started one minute in, they started the interview and we got three outs and they ended the interview and I was so frustrated. Uh, I felt like, I felt like the coverage was subpar. I thought it was an injustice to both teams, uh, especially in a closeout game to decide who goes to Omaha. You're interviewing players for a whole half inning. I just, I, I was very frustrated with ESPN's coverage. I have been with the whole, college world series like we're we're missing plays um the camera switches are not on point uh i really felt like they they give college baseball like a d team when it comes to this production um a lot of people noted their frustration on twitter uh <laughs> you guys uh before we move on to the next subject uh, final words on, on production during this i thought i found it very frustrating well it went I it did went too. From- i felt like yeah, I did too. I felt like um, every fly ball was a 40-foot moonshot. That was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> the broadcast where they just interviewed Carter, that old dude, like forever. And it's like, you, this is so frustrating. And then anytime Sunny D would come up to bat from the Sunday game, basically until he hit that home run again on Monday, all they could talk about was how from his home run on Saturday, he was 0-7 until he hit that home run on Monday. And then you're interviewing a coach in the middle of a game that he's supposed to be making important coaching decisions on. And you're sitting here asking him, like, how would he feel if he's going to Omaha? And it's like you're in the in the fourth inning like of a major game like how can you ask this coach that so yeah I think it was frustrating all around all the way from the announcers to the camera work behind the plate um or in the air too um and yeah just everything but I did Mm -hmm. love hearing about 
summer workouts from 1997 Oregon State baseball. Though. <laughs> you know, the, right. the, good old, the good old boy stories for 45 minutes really helped me get me through some of the dog days of that game. So like, I'm already struggling to stay awake because, I mean, it's, it's like we're knocking on the door at midnight and it's like, well, yeah, there was this guy we used to have. You know, his name was uh, Clay Clay Smith, and that, that boy, that boy could run, and he'd get out there, man, just the way he held a bat, and he, he'd only – he had this weird thing where he'd cut the glove off on his pinky. You're like, man, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> what is the story? Like, why is this relevant to what was going on? Wild. But, Mike, before we move on, because I got put on blast here in the, the spotlight. Okay. Who was Brandy's MVP? She was looking at me like, I'm not taking this. Hey, I yeah, got Brandy. the heat. Yeah, who's the MVP? Who's MVP? Yeah. yeah, my MVP is Blake Burkhalter. I knew you were going with Burkhalter. Yeah, wow. I'm, I, I have to go with pitching um, just because he was so locked down in those three innings that he pitched on Monday night. And he Huge. went in there in one inning and closed us out on Saturday night to get that first win. Um, he was, I mean, he was just lights out and when he needed to be. And it wasn't like Auburn had a three-run lead or even a two-run lead. Like, we were only up by one, and we were the visiting team. And those three outs that he got us had to have probably been the three most important outs mm. that he's ever gotten when on the mound. So, 100%. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going with Blake Burkhalter here. He had five strikeouts and 2.2 innings pitched and was just incredible. No earned runs. And he came in and he did exactly the job that he was supposed to do. So I'm going with Blake Burkhalter. Uh, you know what? So while we're on pitching, let's talk about this. Cause you mentioned something that I thought was a little bit of a hot take before we started recording in the no, it was conspiracy the theory matchup. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's conspiracy yeah. theory time mm-hmm. matchups. So it was widely believed that Oregon state, um, put maybe their best pitching out in game two. Like a lot of people expected us to lose that game because of the pitchers that they were sending out in game two. Uh, I forgot the guy's name who started, but uh, Brandy, you have a take on matchups and, and maybe Oregon state was a little scared there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Cooper Derpy, which is their ace that started game two was supposed to start game one on Saturday and okay. around three hours, three and a half hours or so, before first pitch, the Oregon State came out and said that Cooper Jerpy had an undisclosed illness and he would not be starting tonight. And that was on Saturday night. Mm. Um, in my opinion, I don't want to speculate on somebody's health because maybe he did have something going on. But from an outsider's perspective, um, I think that this was a strategical stra- – I think it's a strategy by Oregon State. I really do. I think that they thought they could take game one – from Auburn without pitching Cooper, knowing that we weren't pitching our ace in that Saturday Mm. game in game one, and they were going to risk it and take that chance. Um, And that was a mistake because Auburn won game one. I think that's exactly what happened. Um, And we were the home game in game two. We were the home team in game two, weren't we? Yeah, we were the home team in game two, technically. Um, So, and, you know, they did win their game when they pitched their ace and when we were pitching our ace. but it made it would have made a lot more sense for them to pitch Cooper on Friday. So I think they might have shot themselves in the foot a little bit there. Um, but I I I believe that it was strategy and that there was no illness or you know legally. I'm not, saying, that, legally I'm not saying that, but off the record, I'm saying that I think it was strategy about Oregon State. Why hide behind that though? Like, I mean, put put out who you're gonna put out. 
uh, at yeah. the end of the day, if you feel like your pitcher, you know, it's a better matchup for you in game two. But yeah, but I get what you're saying. It does show a little arrogance on their part. They thought they could take game one without putting out their ace. And uh, you, you told us before we started, statistically speaking, the winner of game one goes on to win the series 80% of the time. Yep, 80% of the time they go in to win the series in Super Regionals. Mm, so uh, so to not lead with your best is, is a bold strategy. And it did not pay off because you lost that game. You barely won game two. And uh, our hitters were more opportunistic in game three to take that when we got out hit. But our bullpen came in and, and really got us out of some jams and, 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 and le left some runners on base for Oregon State. So... Uh, I like that. I think um, I think it's funny. I, I don't think that that's that far fetched of a conspiracy, though. Yeah. Right? Well, when I when I heard the news on Saturday, that's the first thing my mind went to. My first my my first thought was they think they can take game one without pitching their ace. That's exactly mm. what my mind went to, because why would you wait until three, three and a half hours before to say that he has an undisclosed illness? Like, you, right. It, you know, sickness doesn't just come on you that quickly and right before. It doesn't like, go but... away either. I mean, if it was it that go, bad, yeah. yeah, he was fine the next day. So, yeah, I yeah, sickness was diarrhea on Sunday too. In his interviews <laughs> yeah, the... that they were doing, like, yeah, I totally think that that was a strategy on their part, and they ended up shooting themselves in the foot because of it. If that isn't, if that was the case, you know. Well, they did shoot themselves in the foot, and Auburn is headed to Omaha. So, uh, the closeout, I want to talk a little bit about Ole Miss. Auburn will see Ole Miss in the next round. The SEC House has how many teams here in Omaha? Four. We have four, four. Three are on the right side of the bracket. So Arkansas, Ole Miss, Auburn, all on the right side. And then Stanford is the lone non-SEC team. Oh, and wait. Then what what happened to Tennessee? Did they not make it? Oh, they didn't make it. No. That's really unfortunate. The Tennessee Sources didn't make it. I can't believe they didn't make have it. have confirmed the best team there is or ever was did not in make it. Oh man, yeah. that's yeah. That's I thought so to be the best team ever was you had to win it all, but mm -hmm. just yeah, me. I mean, it tastes wild. It, it tastes like karma to me, <laughs> but yeah. you know, that's just me. I don't know. They they uh they talked a <laughs> lot of crap. Uh, I've been told that this old Miss team is not necessarily a favorable matchup for us, so this should be a tough series. What do you guys think about Ole Miss? Yeah, you know, I I think they're actually very very similar to Auburn. They have a guy on their team who is a big hitter. So on our team, you know, we have Sunny D, great hitter, SEC Player of the Year, and he can hit the ball out of the park very well and very often. And Ole Miss has a guy really similar to that. They have Tim Elko, and that dude mashes the ball mm. like crazy. Um, just some stats here from like a pitching perspective. Their ERA is. Slightly worse than Auburn's. And when I say slightly, I mean 0 0.02 worse than ours. Ooh, okay, so, so even matchup. Yeah, so an even matchup there. And when it comes to hitting, we're we're slightly better in that regard too. Um, our team's season average um, behind the plate is 0.287 and theirs is 0.279. Mm. Um, they have more home runs than Auburn does though um, and a better slugging percentage. But we have a better batting average. We have a better on-base percentage. And they have a slightly better OPS. So in my opinion, like we're pretty, we're pretty similar um, when it comes to behind the plate and when it comes to um, pitching and on the mound. So we did lose two out of three games to them in the regular season, but I will say like we were a different team at that time, but they were also a different team too. That was so. early, it was early in the season too. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're they're really similar to Auburn. They they got hot at the right time, just like mm-hmm. Auburn has. Um didn't we lose to them in the first round of the SEC tournament? Was it oh, so this actually no, this is a very we lost to Kentucky. So this is okay. a really interesting stat about all of the teams on the right side that are SEC teams. So Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Auburn, none of those teams won a single game in the SEC tournament. What? Yeah. It's almost like that tournament doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> so so Ole Miss lost to Vanderbilt, and they were done. Auburn lost to Kentucky. We were done. And then Arkansas lost to Alabama, and then they lost to Florida, and they were done. Tennessee, so, t- Tennessee won the tournament? Yeah, Tennessee won the tournament. So right. the meaningless SEC <laughs> tournament. But I thought that was really interesting when I saw that today. Um, Texas A&M on the, on the left side of the bracket, they actually did – um, won a few games in the SEC tournament. They won two um, and then ended up losing to Florida. But I, I thought that was really interesting. None of these teams ended up finishing the regular season, per se, with a win in the SEC tournament. So Memes. What are those plane flights looking like to Omaha, man? We talked about it a little bit last night. Are they jacking up the, fl- the flight prices out of Birmingham and Atlanta? Man, yeah. So I – and any, any listeners out there, the, the invitation is still open. I will – fly hotel road trip i want to get to omaha i don't care how but uh, we're gonna do a live live google search right now birmingham to omaha yeah i mean it's i've been told uh the hotel situation may not be uh fortuitous there were people talking about staying in uh some cities about an hour away and then making the drive over for the game uh you know for the fans at home you know what's the situation with travel Four to, uh, to, to five hundred bucks. Four to five hundred bucks that plane flight going from Birmingham or Atlanta. About really? what it was last night. So you, Mike, I'm just. I'll meet you there if you want to go. Oh man! I mean, yeah, Brandy I will be that. there. We can do a lot. We do literally do a live show with the in the background. It'd be incredible. Live sound. I'm I'm going if we make it to the championship game. I can't swing it this weekend, but if we make it to the championship game, I'm going. It's only a ten hour drive from Nashville, so I'm not going to book a flight. I'm going to drive. Okay, I might. If we go, I might apply for a press credential and go watch the game. We'll, well here's see if the, we make if we make it. Here's the most important thing that we got to factor in here. We forgot one MVP earlier. We got my MVP. We got Brandy's MVP, but we forgot Oregon State's MVP. And okay. according to their fans, unanimously, the Oregon State MVP was the Umps. Yeah, that was sure. delayed reaction there, guys. Yes, the umpires. That's what they've been saying. The umpires were the MVP. I have seen that all over yeah. Twitter. I've seen that. Yeah, thought? you Who know, there was a bang-bang play at first with a dribbler to the mound, and we probably played it a little too lackadaisically, but um, essentially the runner yeah, beat it out. I mean, they, they, they reviewed it, and I would say tie goes to the runner. Yeah, we need, time, right? oh. we need we need that we need we need some of that umping to come to Omaha. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, it was they reviewed Saturdays uh, and a Mondays few things. Open. They reviewed a few things during that game. They uh, they tossed some they tossed some challenges and and you're right. There was that one that was the play on first. That was just Auburn was kind of running in slow motion. We let him get a let him get a guy on base. Fortunately, I'm pretty sure we dodged a bullet there because i think after that they ended up getting two guys on base and i think they only had one out and that was when we were only up i think we're i think we we're still only up by one at that point so it was like might have had my heart racing a little bit but uh they yeah, did what well, they they did what they needed to do 
Well, our hearts are going to be racing for the Tigers uh, as they head to Omaha to take on Ole Miss. Uh, same thing, Brandy, same format. You got to win two out of three to advance. Um, so, we'll, so, no, it's double elimination. So, we'll, we'll play Ole Miss. If we win, we'll play the winner of Stanford, Arkansas. Okay. If we lose, we'll go to the loser's bracket. Okay. So, in 2019, when we went, we lost two games and we're done. Um, don't want to talk about the Mississippi State game. So, our subject there from that. Uh, so kind of the same as the uh super regional right or the regional right um similar yeah kind of um yeah so it all just it just depends we are the home team in the game against Ole Miss on Saturday so that's exciting there um and I think we're not going to pitch our ace I don't think we're going to pitch Gonzo I think we'll pitch Trace okay all right. Well, yeah. and good go luck. To the bullpen immediately if we need to, the same way we did on Saturday. For sure. Well, listen, good luck to the Tigers here uh, in the College World Series. They're in it for the second time in three years. Auburn baseball has made it to Omaha. We're going to be back next week to talk about either a stunning victory or a very, very deflating defeat. As always, want to thank Brandy Mack and Auburn Means for joining me on the Auburn Express podcast. Guys, please subscribe to the podcast let them know leave us a review tell them that the uh auburn express is what you want to hear guys we're signing off as always for you you are now listening to 